I'm Josie, and this is Something Spookish. So today I'm here with two really special people near and dear to my heart, so I'm really excited to be sharing this with our listeners. I'm here with David and Julie. Hello. Hi. <laughs> My first question is, who are you guys? Because I've known you for about three years. Yes, yeah, three. And you guys have been coming into my business, Osteo Strong. And over time, I've known that you guys are the theater people. <laughs> you are Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. But more recently, I found out you guys also do some some of the ghosty things. We do. Well, you're, yes, you can talk yeah. about uh, well, Molly yes. We um, every October. We haunt the Molly Brown House Museum. Oh, you haunted. Um, haunted, <laughs> yes, as dead authors. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, Victorian uh, horror story authors. And so we're there. Uh, this past October, we were, we were there almost every weekend, three nights per weekend, and we read our stories um, every 15 minutes to groups that tour through the house and come through. A, this time it was five of the rooms. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we read our stories, which were like eight to 10 minutes long. And it's different every year yeah. in terms of the authors and the, and the or the works oh, we share. Yeah. So it's always changing and they move us into different rooms and it's fun. Not as fun. Okay, so I didn't realize that they did, they changed it every year. Mm -hmm. So it's always a new author. Well, there's some repeats. We always have Edgar Allan Poe. Every year, because he's, well, everybody loves Edgar Allan Poe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We often have H.G. Wells, yeah. um, who's performed by um, Jim Hunt, who's a local actor. And Edgar Allan Poe, the last six seasons, has been John Grote. Um, and then, uh, but David and I, over the years, have done lots and lots of different authors. This year, I was with an actress named Trina Magnus, and we did a reading together of a story called The Wicked Wicked Ladies in the Haunted House, which was written by Mary Chase, who is from Denver. So. Oh, fun. Yeah. Local. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. What got you guys into? Paranormal or the ghosts? I don't know if it's the same for you as well, but I mean, part of our intrigue came from uh, an experience up in Cripple Creek uh, many, many years ago. We were married two years, maybe three at the most, and uh, we had an opportunity when I was in grad school in between the first and second year for the summer to go up to uh, Cripple Creek, Colorado, which at that time was not a mining, or was not a um, gambling. gambling town. It was still just the historic remains of the mining community that had been there. Um, and the, the streets, everything was basically built out of brick because the town had burned down in 1900. Okay. And so 1901, uh, we were we were asked to manage what was called the Hop House. Which was built in 1901. Which was built in 1901. It was the hospitality house, but it was had originally been the hospital. So it was this big sort of Victorian, Edwardian mansion-looking place that and was lovely inside. It was, you know, big wood staircases mm -hmm. and banisters and all of that hospital but it, it had a been a, it had been a hospital mm -hmm. and maybe back when it was a hospital they didn't have carpet and it was wood floors and yeah. things and some of our experiences there made us think oh, oh yeah that's probably ghosts. where we <laughs> connected together because i said we were only married a couple of years so this was mm -hmm. our first joint venture mm -hmm. to do something like that and we had some 
incidents up there. I mean, it was a combination. That summer was a combination of The Shining and Faulty Towers, which was a British comedy about a hotel. So we had funny things happen, but we also had some interesting things go on, especially. Okay. You know, Big time. Well, especially when The Shining is coming out, I can see everyone being <laughs> interested, especially in anything hotel-wise. Right. This now is a hotel. It's a hotel, and it, it, well, it was then when we were there. Uh, now it's a bed and breakfast. Somebody else took it over. Okay. Um, but it's still this charming place. It had, I'd say, I think it was 15 rooms inside between the up, upper deck and the upper floor and the lower floor. And then there was a um, series of five trailers that they rented out. And then there was a campground for RVs and campers and oh stuff. So we had this huge thing to take care of. It was just us. And then we had one little helper. Well, that's a good story. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's another one. But yeah, we, it was basically us. And you know, we had no hotel experience. We were just hired by a friend we had known in undergraduate school theater. And we were kind of hired to come up and run this annex and to understudy the uh, melodrama that went on in the Imperial Hotel, which was the big draw in Cripple Creek at that a time. A lot of people went to Cripple Creek at that time to go see the melodrama at the Imperial Hotel. Oh, that was a big, big deal. And our friend sort of lured us up there by saying, oh, you'll be the understudies for the melodrama. And of course, we were actors, so we were like, we're there, yep, we're in. We're going. So we got up there, and then we really never did understudy. He, he needed managers for the hotel. Uh, <laughs> so it's all got sort you. of a sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So instead, we had... But it, and, and you know, right from the beginning, it was an interesting place full of uh, noises and the happenings. And all of the rooms, uh, well, the ones that they knew anyway, were still labeled as, you know, operating room and recovery and oh. isolation. And so there were stories, especially about the isolation and uh, operating, are the two I remember mm -hmm. uh, the most. Um, because they had cut it up into hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the wards were now bigger rooms for families and things. And there was a sunroom uh, for sun tuberculosis mm -hmm. recovery. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And 100 years old, more than 100 yeah. years old. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it was quite, I mean, it was beautiful, but a little creepy. <laughs> Is that where you guys had your first experience? I would, yeah, yeah. that's what I remember as far as my, in my mm -hmm. life. Oh, yeah, yeah you too. Yeah. I think so. I will say, this is a little sidetrack here, but when I was a little girl, I had an imaginary friend. And I look back on that now and wonder about my imaginary friend. Her name was Mary, and I remember very clearly what she looked like. Nobody else could see her. So sometimes I think, hmm. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe that was something. Yeah, I know. Mary was there. Yeah, so I look back on that. Yeah, I always, I'm always curious about imaginary friends because mm -hmm. I think you can kind of tell, but if it really is like a person mm -hmm. or a child yeah yeah it was a child a little girl named mary i remember what she looked like and the whole deal wow yeah so that might that have been my be. first one no that's that's i yeah. love this stuff that's mm -hmm. that's super interesting mm -hmm. so then can i ask what the first experience yes i'm thinking of our first our night off helper. Yeah. yes <laughs> so we had <laughs> we got one night off a week Right. One full day and one night off a week. So we worked very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And there was nowhere to go. I mean, you could go back to Colorado Springs, but it was, that would take up your whole time. So Woodland Park was probably the closest. And I think there was a movie theater and a grocery store or something. But we, we had a night off. And so the hotel, the main hotel, sent um, 
one of their people over to babysit the check-in desk. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> had a, was... an assistant who was with us for the whole summer, but that person hadn't arrived yet. So this right. was just a person that they to sent. Fill in. This was 1983, by the way, just to yes. give you a frame long time of ago. time. Yeah, wow. long, yeah, long, yeah, time, long ago. time ago. So there was no, there were no cell phones. There was no, you could barely get a TV signal in there. And it was just nothing to do. So you left, you know, when you could. Um, and they sent this little girl over and, and a lot of the help there was, was summer help college students and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she was probably 18 and she came and it was to cover us for that night, uh, for the time. And she was, you know, kind of wide eyed and wondering what to do. So we told her, you know, here's what it is. If anybody checks in, this is how you do it. And, and the, the check-in station was a very old fashioned looking desk area like it was yeah. you know Back not home. when it was a hospital but from the time that it had been a hotel it had this area that it, you would just think of old tv shows and TV movies shows with the, yeah, the hotel yeah. desk mm -hmm. the wooden wood yeah. cupboards yeah, and, oh, it was beautiful yeah it was original as far as probably yeah wow. yeah from whenever they put it in yeah. and then and nearby was the big staircase that went up to the top oh, to the next floor and since it had been a hospital on the outside there was a great big staircase that came down to the ground to a little kind of a sunroom not even sunroom it was just a little foyer mm -hmm. from one door from the top of the stairs and then an inside door to the hallway that went to the operating room so the the uh, ambulance would pull up or the horse-drawn ambulance oh. and they would take that oh, person wow. up that way. Outside. Outside. Yeah. Up these up the huge, really huge staircases. We, we, we make kind of quite a commitment when we're trying to help people back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so we had to make sure doors were latched and closed. And uh, the one, it was just one of those little eyelet mm -hmm. loop, you know, with a hook on it. Um, and... We always, we, I had checked everything. Everything was locked up. And the little girl came and there was no, not lots of lights. You just had little desk light. Okay. So she's. And there wasn't anybody in the hotel. Was there maybe one? one I think guest? on the first floor, I think there was one, one guest, guest that had checked yeah. in. And nobody was expected. So it was like a safe night to have a, I, a person come. Yeah. yeah. Right. And have this person come and just answer the phone and that kind of thing. And of course this. It would happen on this night. <laughs> <laughs> we're, you know, we're ready to leave and we got her all settled in and um, it connected from the back of, of that little desk area was the, the door that went into our kitchen and living quarters where we were in. It was the hospital kitchen. So there were three stoves and it was enormous and cupboards everywhere. And then the door that went to our little, little pen, Bedroom, maybe, yeah, 10 by 10 room at the most. <laughs> So we packed up and we jumped in the car and we were starting to leave and it's kind of a big circle drive to get out. And we look up and the, at the top of the staircase to the doors that should have been locked and closed and it's open. Hmm. Yeah. In this empty hotel up at the top where, and, and you have to lock it from the inside. There's no way from the outside to undo it. So it had. Well, if you checked a thousand oh, times. Oh, I had checked it. Every single time. Yeah. I had checked it. And this was the doorway at the top of that outdoor staircase uh -huh. that went up. Yeah. yeah. That was, so you and would know. We would oh, know. Yeah. And, yeah. and we see that it's open. And we're just like, are you going back in? No, I'm not going back in. <laughs> just drive. She's got just it. Just drive. Yeah. We're just going to drive. Because by then we were already a little. Um, this is my one night. Yeah, and we were only well, a few nights in. We, were, we hadn't crazy. been there very long. Yeah, and we were ready for a night off, but we'd also had enough 
creeping out. <laughs> we made a deal that we wouldn't scare each other. Oh. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is, you know, with nobody in this hotel, it's kind of creepy. And so let's just promise we won't do any jumping out from behind. So right. we didn't. Because it's all had... just yeah. Wayne Scott and wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it just looked like you're in a mansion. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we saw this door was open and we just drove away and went and saw our movie or had dinner or whatever we did. And then we came back and she was just, her eyes, which had already been big going, I don't want to be here by myself, were huge. And she just said, you know, it was, you know, everything was fine, but it's a little creepy. She was really glad to yeah, see us back Aww. so she could leave. Yeah. There were noises and it was probably settling and things like that um, that happened. So that was, that was probably our first thing where we thought about that. And, and when we came back, I think the door was closed. It was, yeah. Yeah, the door was closed mm -hmm. and latched again. And we had seen that it was open. Yeah. Um, and you had, like I said, you had to lock it and unlock it from the inside. And there's no reason at all why that helper would have gone up there. No. It just it She was... said she just sat there the whole time. Yeah, if I was scared already, yeah. I'd be like, and right here. Yeah, right, right where her exactly. pool of light was. So <laughs> she stayed. Yeah. Um, and then the thing, we were up there, we went up late May. May. Mm -hmm. So there was still snow mm -hmm. and cold. And the part that becomes like The Shining, if you've read the book, is in The Shining, there's this boiler that Jack Torrance has to keep yeah. maintained. So at the Hop House was a great boiler that David had to keep track of. Mm -hmm. So I would get the up skill at, set. <laughs> that I didn't have. I'd get up at four in the morning and go down below this hospital and there was this, it was like an octopus. I mean, this huge ancient boiler with pipes going everywhere um, and a open, probably six by six opening into a coal bin right behind where you had to stand. That was mostly empty. There was coal somewhere in there and you had to go in with the shovel and find it oh and then come back out and put it in. And, and then there were big rat traps. <laughs> so you're either worried you're going to see a live rat or you're going to scoop up a dying oh. one and toss it oh. into the to the boiler. Um, and it was an inefficient boiler that wasn't working well. And beneath the, the hospital where we were was also the storage cellar for the props and things, the set pieces from all these melodramas. So there was ancient theater things. And at the end of the season, they would, so that it wouldn't freeze for the winter, they would just open the boiler and flood the cellar. So everything's mildewy and kind of rotting. And I'm down there at four in the morning, you know, oh early God. 20s, uh, just shoveling coal. And I had to do it for probably three or four hours. And I would come back just black with you coal dust. You were down there all day. I remember so you On the down. early yeah. ones because mm -hmm. it was so cold still. Yeah. And, and, you know, and of course, in my memory, and I don't know if it was, but I just, it's just like a light bulb. Swinging on it. Yeah. And for me down there, having to do the, the furnace, um, like I said, there, behind me would be this six by six black hole. Um, and finally, they got some coal delivered, but at first it didn't. So you had to go in and just find where there was still little bits of coal. <laughs> and, and then you had to put it in with this thing behind you. And I just, I just, I remember the hair on my neck just standing up the whole time. Well, the theater props down there made it really creepy. Cause well, in a basement of anything. It, right. Just, yeah. And I it was a dirt floor, old. you know, just a cellar. You're it on was, the foundation. And he like, I used to climb up a ladder, up and down a ladder. Didn't you get down there? I don't remember stairs. I remember, yeah. I, so I blocked it out. It's yeah. scary. <laughs> I can see getting toward it. 
And then maybe it was a ladder at that point going down because you could either go outside. This was from that kitchen, a huge kitchen, a couple steps down to a door outside. And I think it was maybe a few more steps to a ladder to get down in there. And it was just. You don't awful. look back as you run up. Oh, I go. Yeah, it was one of those when you're done, you want to get out. <laughs> you know, you guys, do you guys know the history? Uh, well, so I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of deaths, but did, was there anything in the history that really stood out to you? Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, they uh, we it, we had the experience while we were there of this ancient little woman coming to see the hospitality house because she had worked there as in as a nurse back in the I think it was the 40s. Yeah, when it was a. That was Hospital. specifically, I thought it was tuberculosis. Well, it was, yeah, it had yeah. been the 1901. It was the hospital for a while, and then it switched mm-hmm. more to that. And she said, have you have you looked in the uh, isolation room? And we were like, well, what? And she said, well, look at the windowsill. And, and it had been, there were holes where the bars had been. They had puttied yeah. it over. And so the back of the door, which these were like you know, four-panel wood doors, big solid doors, and uh, on the uh, on the inside of that one, it was smooth because they had put a panel up and stained mm-hmm. it. And she said that was that was the room where we had uh, we had people who had rabies, and so we had to put them in there, mm-hmm. and they would scratch at the door. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and That's... you know, the, and the bars used to be there, and that had all been puttied over, and, and it looked nice. Now, as a hotel, they had fixed it up to be kind of this quaint. You room. can't. Can you see the scratches? They, well, maybe they covered it with the, the piece of the piece wood of and then wood. stained it mm-hmm. to look like the door. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. this happened after we found that information out after we'd had a family reunion there and Julie's grandmother. <laughs> that was the room we had put her because cute and clean, cute, sweet little room. Oh, and she, room. you know, one morning was saying, "I I didn't sleep well. There was just all this noise. I thought there was construction going on. There was pounding and all kinds of things. So she had heard all this noise." that made us think once we heard the story of the room that oh that could have been someone someone from that and you could hear she said you would hear the cries of the rabies victims just out the windows and out into the cripple creek town wow yeah so we had that um we the very first night that we went up there i think we stayed or maybe it was when we visited i don't remember but we, we we first went up and stayed in the operating room, one labeled operating room. Well, it had that old kind of honeycomb black and white tile floor. Oh, yeah. And it sloped under the bed to the drain, which was for Ooh. the blood. <laughs> so, and and we, we didn't know all that until after we took the job. Mm-hmm. But we stayed there that night. And, of course, it was like, I don't know, eight-foot ceilings, maybe more, way up. And we did not sleep well that night. Mm-hmm. It was very creepy and yeah. disquieting, yeah. um, kind of echoey because it had been this room where they obviously needed to scrub it down yeah. in between. Sterile. And mm-hmm. make it sterile. I definitely get the feeling of they just recently stayed in a haunted place, but I've never been somewhere where like I'm feeling creeped out because of like residual energies and not being able to sleep. This is the first time where I, like the space was great and fine, but still you can't sleep because yeah. you just, you wonder, you know, you know, there's just things, yeah, things mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, I know we had we, we actually the the innkeepers before us, the husband and wife, 
who had been there for a few years. They've done it for many years, and that this was the for first summer they, they, they had. took. Yeah, they'd done it, and yeah. they came by to visit, and they told us stories about what had happened to them. And she had been working in the kitchen or was sitting in there or She's something. sitting in the kitchen, I think just talking, chatting with somebody, and they said something about ghosts, and if you had me, and, and she said, I don't, I don't really believe in ghosts. Oh. And she said one of the big cupboards opened up and a roll of paper towels flew across the <gasps> room. Hi, I'm here. Were, yeah. <laughs> and these were big doors. I mean, these were cabinets that went kind of, you know, from above the countertop up to the ceiling. And again, these were probably eight foot ceilings. So big doors. And this thing just opened, as she said, and it just flew across. It's a lot of energy. I will give it to you. Yes. yes that, believe me now. <laughs> oh, so it was, it was an interesting time there. And both Julie's family came up and did a family reunion and my mom and dad came up. Did they spend the night? I think yeah. they did. Mm -hmm. And my mom, it turned out her mother, my grandmother that I never knew, was born in Cripple Creek. Her dad had brought the family in a covered wagon oh. to Cripple Creek. He was a gold miner just looking for things. And while they were there, my grandmother was born and then they moved on and kept traveling looking for farms or Same. looking for mines. Yeah. And so that was, my mom was really excited and she was able to go into the kind of historical museum on an off time. And the woman helped her find uh, you know, mining records of where he worked and payroll and the address of oh, where he wow. lived, which no longer existed because the town was gone. At that point, Cripple Creek had about 900 people that lived there year round. Wow. And then there was the summer tourist people like us um, who came in and worked. But we, she was able to track down kind of where that street would have gone and where that house would have been, which was near, kind of near the, the hop house. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really a fun thing kind of drawn back yeah so it's still you know we went up there this summer and it's so different now it just yeah. do they still have the rooms labeled we did not get to go in this time but we did, we did one a time few before. years ago we went back in and they did still have the rooms mm -hmm. labeled and they had really made some nice upgrades to it looked really pretty yeah, yeah and they had turned it in to gave it a, a you know a place to eat since oh. they were a bed and breakfast and yeah. just really treated it nicely and made it look good um it was still in progress when we were there, when it was uh, being a hotel, um, some of the places were, some of the rooms were just sort of unattended mm -hmm. and that was even creepy too. If you're just, you know, that's something dusty. Yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to take care of that. <laughs> well, and what was interesting too, I think, is that when it was full of people, I didn't feel those creepy Mm -mm. you know, sort of things. Oh. Um, but when it was the beginning and the end of the summer, when it was empty or one or two people were in it, that's when it was like, okay, this energy now feels different from when it was full of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and as Julie said, we had made the, the promise not to scare each other, not to purposely mm -hmm. scare each other. Cause Smart. that was probably something I would have done, yes. <laughs> 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 but I knew not to. And I actually felt like, no, I shouldn't do that either. But then at the end of the summer, we decided to, uh, we were just, you know, kind of closing everything down. Sheets and things had all been put over all the furniture and all the rooms That's were locked up. Too. Oh, just yeah. Being, just having yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, there was a, a certain uh, routine we had to go through that was prescribed for us. You know, you need to go through all the rooms, do this, this, and this. And part of it was making sure you winterize it. Winterize it, yeah, over all the furniture and the doors were all locked. And everything was locked. Mm -hmm. And this was back with keys and a tag. Yeah. So we had the board 
it, you know, behind, you know, we knew where everything was. Mm-hmm. So there was not like pass cards or anything. Um, so we'd locked everything up and then we thought, well, let's take pictures of things, you know, in well, place. Well, the doors because they had the labels on yeah. them. So we would remember. Okay. You know. So it wasn't, you weren't trying to like find anything in the oh, pictures, no. but just take memory yeah, space. Yeah, and just because we thought this was a, an interesting yeah. experience here, you know, early marriage and in between years of grad school for me. So we knew it wouldn't happen again. And so we had Julie standing. We told her to go. I told her to go down by the operating room door, and, and I would take a picture down this beautiful hallway. And she's down there, and I'm looking through the camera. And these were the old cameras; it wasn't your phone or anything, so you had to look through the mm-hmm. viewfinder. And I'm looking at it, and, I, and and the operating room door was open behind her as she's standing there. And I said, "Why is the operating room door open?" And in the viewfinder, I just see Julie come running down the hall, getting closer. Oh yeah. And then we both just stood there looking at this open door going, it was locked up. We were we the had only sec- ones in the hotel. Yeah, that's bizarre. We had closed everything down. We had sheets, everything, everything was done. And was this door was yeah. open. And and these were old, you know, just keys that turned a bolt through. It was a, just good old door locks. Wow. And there was no reason why that should be open. Do you stay long after that? Call it good. I think that was the last thing we were doing there anyway. So we just. Yeah. I think we. Yeah. Did you take a picture? Or I did you? I don't remember sure. if I ever got to because you were. Yeah. And I was puzzled by why is that open? I may not have That's snapped a, a picture. That's a good question. Yeah. Maybe it's a good thing that you didn't snap yeah. a picture. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There was nothing behind her. I know that. But it was very uh, disquieting to see that when I knew we had. We had closed off both floors. Well, those doors must be kind of heavy. Oh, yeah. yeah they're yeah, solid. Like, yeah. Solid wood doors. Not like we get nowadays in hollow doors and mm-hmm. things. It was just, uh, they were all heavy, well-made, ancient, wow. carpenter-built things. And, and you had, locked, to, you had to have an intention of locking it. It wasn't like you just pulled it shut. You had right. to lock it. Yeah, you had to key it. Mm-hmm. And we had. And we yeah. had hung all the keys up. So we, there was no extra keys out there. So we didn't like that. (laughs) That was kind of the end of it. But I I mean, it's, I so so I'll go anywhere that's low key, like Mm -hmm. nothing aggressive, nothing like that. But doors opening, it's so scary. But I would like, so if I were to go there. What room should I stay in? <laughs> if you want a creepy experience, you would either stay in isolation or the operating room. Okay. Yeah. If you want a, a nice, calm experience and probably nothing going to happen. Although I feel like when my family was there for the reunion, my mom was also hearing things. I think she hall. was. Yeah. yeah. Same and I can't, they were in did. one of the rooms we would have considered sort of safe. Benign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I, the last, uh, before I move on, just pointing out, because you guys are, very successful in my eyes as far as the acting goes <laughs> and you got to start somewhere so for everybody oh. it's like I, this is my dream you got to start somewhere so if it's shoveling coal <laughs> yeah and if somebody fools you into going to an old yeah. hotel by telling you you're going to be an actor <laughs> might as well do it because you yeah. can see places that's right oh my god yeah, it, it turned out to be a really oh, interesting summer and very memorable um so i think that being really early marriage, and now we're on the other end of not early marriage, <laughs> long time marriage. Um, it's just with improvisation, and you probably know this, there's a term yes and, 
when somebody proposes something and you say yes and, which makes the improv go on rather yeah. than shutting it down. Uh -huh. So we've sort of spent our whole married lives going yes and. So when something like that comes up, we go, could we do that? I guess we could do that. Yes, do it. And that's, Aww. you know, for people out there who are arts inclined, um, sometimes it's kind of a leap of faith and you'll hear lots of reasons why you shouldn't do that. But at this end of things, we're really glad we have. We've never regretted it. I mean, oh, no. I mean, my parents mm -hmm. thought we were Huge. probably insane to do it. Yeah. They were very practical. But then my mom loved it because it was an excuse to come up to Crooked Creek right? and do some research and have fun mm -hmm. that way. Um, and we just had a blast. Yeah. But we didn't feel like we needed to do it again. That's fair. When, would you say, what it would be your scariest experience? Do you think it was there? Or do you think it was... Because you guys obviously decided to do more <laughs> houses with ghosts. <laughs> I think a good if, for me, I think that the hospitality house was what the scariest experiences. Mm -hmm. um, when we've done Molly Brown house things, we've had a few weird things happen there, um, but not as much. And, and I think part of that is that people are touring through and it's a, a whole different energy to the house. But when I've been in the house, when it's closed down mm -hmm. and we're going out, that's when it feels like, this is just a little creepy. Like if we're the last ones and, yeah. the, and the last person to lock it up with us because we were late in the tour or something, that's got a feel that reminds me of the hospitality house. Because the first couple of days we were there and we realized that we were not going to be understudies for the melodrama, and this was what it was going to be. It was such hard work. I remember us thinking, "Do we bail now? Is oh, this yeah. is this when we go?" Because he'd been spending all day down there with the furnace, and it was so much hard work. And then to for some reason, we stayed. You know, we just decided, no, we'll tough it out. It just. And maybe if something really scary had occurred, we would have mm -hmm. <laughs> gotten yeah. the cards. Yeah. Leave it behind. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really interesting point because I feel like, and again, you guys are just so fun. I've, I've, I've been drawn to you guys since I've known you. You're just lovely, amazing people. Uh, when I was at this haunted house like they, they there have been voices that come through for people or blah 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 but my sister and i we were like we don't want anything if i hear a voice i'm going home yeah. <laughs> right. I, can't, yeah. I can't do it like my brain just won't compute so we got um taps on our recorder instead really yes i'll show you guys after this yeah. but um, we got some tapping on our recorder and we were like huh that we could handle but yeah. we think we think the spirits had a good sense of us and probably wanted us to stay. But I think if that energy wants you to stay, it kind of knows how to play with you. Mm -hmm. Like it'll That's, meet you where you're at. Yeah. So that you don't leave. Cause maybe they picked up like these are good people. We appreciate them. So let's not let's not scare them away. That's an interesting thought. And I like that because I I never felt like there was anything threatening trying to yeah. force it us was, out it was, it was scary when the, little things yeah. the doors opened and things but but no i didn't feel like okay so that's it let's pack our bags yeah. and go well maybe that last <laughs> our bags were already <laughs> we packed. were yeah we were yeah. ready to go <laughs> but when you were talking about where you and your sister mm -hmm. stayed um my we did a, a anniversary party there for my parents yeah at the lumber baron at the inn. lumber baron inn yeah. yes yes and and we had this nice little party for them and then we put them up there for a night or two for their whatever anniversary it was 50th, it was 50th I what room did you know what room it was the valentine, um, valentine room mm -hmm. okay that's yeah that is yeah. where we stayed yeah <laughs> and and my uh mom was kept awake all night by noise in the hall 
Mm. Yeah. And she said it sounded like somebody was cleaning, which is interesting because that was the same sort of sound they heard in, in Cripple Creek. But she said it it sounded like cleaning. It sounded she was a it was a racket. And she said she heard two women talking. And so she was just kind of annoyed that the people out there were so noisy. Like how rude. Yeah. And then when they got up in the morning to have the breakfast at the bed and breakfast, um, the innkeeper said, she said, yeah, wow, that noise last night. And, and um, he said, well, I, I, I hate to tell you this, but we weren't here last night. <laughs> yeah. They, had, they didn't spend the night. So something, and, uh, they were, and they were the only ones. They were the, only, the ones only ones. They were the only ones. Yeah. So I just went uh, to talk with the, the new owner of the house. Mm -hmm. And she told me that there was, there's a spirit up there called the butler who hmm. cleans. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh. I like that. Well, my I mom, to tell your mom. Yeah. I was cleaning. Yeah. How funny. She was definitely. But then the girl she picked up on too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you guys knew the Kellers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So somehow Walt found out about us and maybe it was through Molly Brown house. Might have been. Might have been. And that we had this Victorian caroling company. So our carolers sang there for a couple of events. And that's how we met him. Okay. And we actually met him when he and his, his first wife had just bought the Lumber Baron in and remodeled it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so that was very, I think they had just opened because they, they had yeah. remodeled for quite some that's time. That's right. Yeah. And it was just now becoming a place. Yeah. And they did such a good job. They did. Such a good, I mean, because seeing pictures of the. Yeah before it was yeah yeah they, really. they bought it before they were gonna bulldoze it yeah yeah wow yeah and yeah. they were i think both school teachers they were school teachers and decided to do this big big jump this yes yeah. and they did well, that now and he wanted to be an actor yeah. yeah he's in holly and now he's in like, hollywood doing, doing that. stuff doing yeah. films and television yeah. so that's how we picked the lumber baron in for my parents anniversary thing but mm -hmm. you know and until something creepy happens uh, it's just yes and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes open and. to it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. What next? Yeah. Um, well, and you guys said yes to the Molly Brown house. Yeah. That. So how yeah. long have you been there? We think, they think next year is the 30th anniversary of it. Wow. I think it's been a year or two longer than that, but I'm not positive. And when we first started doing it, there were no good records kept of it. So nobody's sure. But um, the Tattered Cover bookstore contacted me. And um, said that they were going to be sponsoring this thing at the Molly Brown House, oh, wow. Victorian Horrors, and somehow got my name to see if I could get actors together to do the readings. And so we started doing that almost at least 30 years ago. And um, I've been doing it every year. And so that was interesting because I always had an interest in the Molly Brown House mm -hmm. Museum. I just was intrigued by Molly Brown, um, by who she is. And at one point on one of my birthdays, David had taken me away kidnapped me away we stayed in a bed and breakfast somewhere downtown mm -hmm. and then he took me to the molly brown house where uh our friends had met us and we we toured through and little did i know i'd spend every october in the molly brown house shortly after that you know there's there are lots of stories about the molly brown house i'm not sure i'm that familiar with them except what we've had happen jj's cigar jj's cigar smoke yeah, smoke <laughs> But what's happened in JJ's room, Molly Brown's husband? Okay, yeah, um, is that uh, if a book light is going to just go out, it goes out in that room. On the yeah, on the, the so actor. we have these book lights on our books because the lights are dim, of course, and we read as if we're reading from the book that it comes from, and so the book lights are so that we can actually see our our text. text. Mm -hmm. And um, and several actors have had 
trouble with their book lights, including myself. I've been in that room and it's like my book light won't work in here. It just keeps going out, you know. So that's that. And then Helen's room. Helen was the daughter. Their daughter. Yeah. And it's a very small room, but it's also the creepiest feeling room Mm. of all of them. And partly it's because they used to, David was in there this year. Yeah, they didn't have them in there this year, which is good. (laughs) Dolls. You know, oh, yeah, old-fashioned dolls. dolls. Yeah. <laughs> so, porcelain heads. The porcelain yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So that gets a little bit creepy, and it's just kind of <laughs> cold in there. It's, you know. Yeah, did Molly, Did anybody die in the house? So when did Molly Brown pass away? I feel like I'm asking the right people. You might be. We're not 30. as... A, uh, was it? Was yeah. she married while she, never... she was in the Titanic? Yes. Okay. I, was she or was yeah I think she or was still married. Said, we're not going to be very good at the history that's okay. of Molly Brown yeah we'll give you grace she never remarried okay um, but she came back to live you know it, she still had the Denver residence mm-hmm. up until she died which I think was thirty one or thirty two might have been and her daughter her daughter Helen lived longer mm-hmm. and I don't know about the son Todd was that his name uh, I think so there's. And the, her parents also lived in the house with them, too. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. They might have died in the they house. They might have died in the house. I don't know. They rooms. were already old. Yeah. But so nonetheless, their energies are... I've been told that energies are either drawn back or it's just that residual energy mm-hmm. coming through every once in a while. The house was cut up into a boarding house in the 50s, I think. And so there were people living there, boarders living there. Oh. Um, and then they... It was the first of the uh, historical Denver projects. Projects, mm-hmm. and that's why there is that. So it was the first one to be reconfigured. You know, got brought back to what it was um, as best they could do, um, which is great. It's a beautiful. And there place. are some photos of how it was that they yeah. based their their reconstruction. Yeah, the restoration. Okay. Yeah. And when it was a boarding house, uh, there was a, a an actor who lived there when he was young, who I knew when he was older, but he had lived in there when it was uh, a boarding house. And so it's very possible during those boarding house days that incidences occurred. Yeah. They had divided rooms into. Such a bummer. Like she survived the Titanic and you're going to turn it into a boarding house. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, they figured it out. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know where the kids fit into that after she passed away if nobody wanted the house or there's still some descendants who are I think so well and with Helen's room aside from the dolls just the energy of that room yeah it's just kind of cold and it's it's just got a creepy energy I think everybody who's been in there has said look you know I don't know how you felt you were just in it this year (laughs) I I had no problem with it but they took the dolls out so it it was not a creepy room for me this year but it really didn't feel negative mm-hmm. this year. But I, I, other years, I've gone up to see, you know, oh, my friend's reading this story and walk up there and you're like, the Molly Brown house is also now at last April, we started this and then I, I, they're planning on it again next April. And that's having readings uh, from survivors of the Titanic. Yeah. And so just, the lesser known survivors of the Titanic. Yeah. The really second and third class passengers that survived and their stories. And well, not those are the 
those are like the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh rare ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys have any other weird experiences that you want to share? <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. I feel like we've got a good amount. But yeah. There's anything else you want to get off of your chest? I'm trying to think. Go back to my childhood. <laughs> I can't remember anything. It's probably good that you haven't had like intense, major, intense, yeah. right? Definitely the weird things with lights, mm-hmm. sounds, mm-hmm. just feeling that energy. Yeah, we had kind of a neat thing happen in a sad way, but uh, this was relatively recent. We had a dog that we had for. She was 17 years old when she died, and this was like last winter, and January. A January, yeah, and she. Uh, we had her for 14, 14 of those years. And um, yeah, just <laughs> a sweetheart. And one thing she always did was go up to our, we have a bow window that's easy for the dogs to see out. She'd go up to the bow window and she'd always, there was a noise that happened when she did that. And I can't remember what she was. She bumped a blind. Bumped a blind, yeah. Or she went yeah. through. And we would hear the, would the blind click against the window. And so um, when we had to have her put down and, um, and then we, of course, we're, we're grieving and all that. We went down in our living room. We're sitting there, and I heard the noise of that blind as if she was looking out the window, and the other dog was nowhere near oh, it. And we wow. both looked at each other like, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. And it was just so familiar. So I just really feel like she was going, I'm okay. I'm here. Know? Yeah. When you saw my dad shortly after that's he died. That's right. That's right. Now I'm remembering things. Ooh. I had a dream. Um, about David's dad after he died, and that he had five years of kind of declining health. He died young; he was only sixty-two. Uh, um, but just you know, he, he'd been on oxygen and couldn't go anywhere, get anywhere. Um, and this is making me think of a couple different things. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, I had a dream that his dad uh, in the house we were living in with Columbine. He came around the corner and he looked great, mm-hmm. and I I said why, and he said. He goes, hi. And I, I said, you look really good. He goes, yeah, I feel good. And it was, that was sort of it. But after, and unfortunately, David's parents died within six months of each seven, other. Seven, seven months. Seven months. Oh, wow. At a really, you know, 62. They were both 62 when they mm-hmm. died. So it was a tough year, of course. I had a dream about his mother and that she actually called me, which was weird. And, um, and I was worried because both David's parents had died so young that he would die young. Mm-hmm. And she told me, don't worry about it. This is the exact day. And I you won't tell him. I'm not man. telling. I wrote it down in a journal. How do you live with that? I, I have forgotten it. How oh, do I live yeah, with I that? Yeah, I've forgotten it. Yeah. So smart. It was, just forget yeah, it. I, I wrote it in a journal and I thought I don't want to remember because what? I don't want to do any kind of countdown. But she was very reassuring. She was like, It's okay. David is not gonna die as young as we did. This is the day he's going to die. Wow. I was like, okay. So I wrote it down in a journal. And then the other thing I'm remembering now is when my aunt passed away, my mom's sister. Um, she died relatively young. She had MS and mm-hmm. complications of that. David and I are notoriously uh, late. <laughs> we go in right behind the bride at the weddings, and you know, I'm here. Yeah, I wasn't before I got married. Yeah, uh, okay. but yeah. somehow. So anyway, one person is late, then you're both late. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And, and we're a terrible combination that way. But at any rate, so we were a little late to my aunt's memorial service. So we sat in the back, and we sat down, and I felt her come right through, and and she said hi, and I was like. Hi, <laughs> that's weird. And that was the end of that. 
But I told my dad about it and he said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said something. He said, because during her service, um, she, there was a coffin uh, and he said, I saw her standing by her coffin. And he said, I have not told anybody because I thought they would think I was nuts. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he saw her and I felt her presence so clearly just swoosh. They're really positive, really happy, Aww. really glad to see me there. I think she said, you're here. Oh, yes, that's amazing just to get that so clear. And it's interesting that uh, your parents went through you and your dreams. Mm -hmm. That's really I know. interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if I think back, my grandma's the one who heard the noises at the um, hospitality house and my mom. My mom heard the noises at. See, I'm thinking so you have some it's, it's sort a little of, bit of a, you know, yeah. sensitivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know a lot of. I also feel like I have some sort of sensitivity. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. nope. I want to know. Like, uh, for people, yes, they'll take your energy. Mm -hmm. It's just slightly feeling. I think I unconsciously guard my it, that. Yeah. Part. Yeah. So, which is fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. That's really, that's really, it reminds me I had, um, I don't know if you guys, I told my, my mother passed away mm -hmm. when I was very little. And I was, that always scares you, right? Because if your parents die. Well, you're young you're like am i gonna die young so right. it's yeah a correlation yeah. she came through to me in a dream after mm -hmm. it's like i was like maybe like 10 or 12 years old i was like am i gonna die like i don't want to die when oh, am i gonna die and she yeah. was like don't worry yeah. you're gonna live a really really long time wow although I'm really happy she didn't give me a date because I would have been pissed. You need to tell me that. Just, yeah, leave it at this. Right. So it's, it's well, interesting. Well, she didn't give me the date. Yeah. Well, well, that's why why she, maybe she, it was, uh, was she a talker? Like, did she luck? Did she keep secrets, your mom? My mom told she loved to chat. She was yeah, screaming. maybe she knew. Maybe she was like, if I go to you, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, and that's not what you need. Right. But maybe she, so. maybe yeah, so. she and I had a great relationship. Oh, you did, yeah. Um, yeah, we talked. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, you know, I think the things that we need to hear as far as closure, they really do come through. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. My heart. <laughs> you guys, thank you for sharing. Of yeah. course. This, um, this just means the world to me yeah. to just hear your guys' experiences and the fact that you're open to sharing is, is huge. And all I can say is thank you. We're happy to do very welcome, yes. yes. <laughs> well, we'll be doing um, Santa and Mrs. Claus for the Highlands Ranch Town Center tree lighting. Yeah. Yay. And that's, I think, December 2nd. Okay. Yeah, and I, it goes like 4.30 to 8.30 or something like that's that. Right. So You guys are the most perfect will be Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Claus <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so but, definitely so. Yeah. And then they, people... Because I have a lot of Denver listeners, so if people are interested, they can start going to the Molly Brown House for yes. the readings to see you guys, mm -hmm. and that will be more into the April and the next year. April right. and October. April, April and October, and uh, the tickets for the Victorian Horrors sell very fast. So get them soon. Get them soon. I think they open them up, up in August or something. I think oh, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, September for sure, but... Mm -hmm. Fun. Yeah. Stay, Stay spooky. spooky. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>